For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, between rock everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 379 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right, man. I can't complain. Right on doing the dad thing, of course. Yeah, the, the hardcore dad grind. My, yeah, I can't imagine I, got, I, I ask you that this week, and you're like, ah, oh, I decided to take a break from doing dad stuff. I uh, I got an Oculus for Christmas, and uh-huh. I keep thinking, man, it's going to be nice to one day when I can set up and play that Oculus. It's just not a possibility at the moment. Yeah, it'll get there, though, buddy. Listen to me talking like I know. Yeah. Um, it's got to at some point. So, we have episodes of Bad Batch to talk about this week. Bad Batch is back. The Back Batch. Got them. Uh, and that's really going to be the main thing um, that we talk about. So, there's some other little rumors and stuff, but you know how that goes, right? Um, I do. We'll see how. Uh, but... Um, listen, if you want, uh, anything, uh, you got any questions about, oh, where do we follow Blue Harvest or any Blue Harvest related questions, check out blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. You can find links to our Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. I've been streaming on Twitch. Come hang out. Uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon page where if you sign up, Um, And support us for as little as $3 a month. You get access to all our Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, I just uh, most recently put up a immediate reaction to the first two episodes of The Bad Batch. We'll keep that going. Buddy, uh, we got... It seems like we basically got new Star Wars from now until like the end of April, at the very least. Um, Mm -hmm. So It's exciting. It is exciting. I'm excited to see... Um, how that all goes like that's a quarter of the year down with fresh fucking Star Wars hell yeah Um, and you know we got all our other bonus shows over there and um, 
You can find it all at uh, patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Big shout out to all our patrons. And one more little bit of business is uh, this week I was on the Sith list. So check that out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to hang out with Araj and the crew, Carlos and Les and King Tom. Randy was sort of there. Strothers, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, that sounds like a blast. So, buddy, um, how's your week been? You know, I know you said you've been on the dad grind, but anything of uh, interest to report? Um, pulling pulling down Christmas decorations. I got you. Uh, and taking care of a baby, and, and taking care of the kids. Liam started school back. Um, yeah, that was it. Went to the dentist, took the kids to the dentist. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I guess that's it. Right on. How did the kids... I snuck uh, the bad batch in last night. Nice. What did the, how did the kids react to going to the dentist? You know, they both tolerate it pretty well. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. They did everything they were asked, and they got to look, and they got to brush their, you know, brush them, brush them with the professional dentist tools. Uh-huh. Cleaning. Yeah, so they did great. Well, really. that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so... And like I was saying earlier, we got a new, a uh, couple new episodes of the Bad Batch to talk about, um, and there's been some little stuff kicking around Star Wars news wise, but you know how that shit goes. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Right. Um, yep. Yeah, it does seem like massive entertainment. The Ubisoft division that's working on that open world Star Wars game seems like they are looking to. Um, maybe reveal a little more about that game this year, which uh, makes sense considering, you know, the this is the last year of the <coughs> ex- exclusivity for right. EA. Which, by the way, um, speaking of EA Star Wars, I've been replaying um, Jedi Fallen Order the last week or so. Because Steve and I want to do it. Have you been enjoying that? Yeah, man. It's I haven't played it since it came out, and like I beat it when it first came out, and you know I figured with the second one coming out and wanting to replay it and get ready for that, and then, um, you know, after that, uh, also the fact that Steve and I want to do an episode about it, we were I was like, well, I should replay it, and man. It is so good. It is a really fucking good game, man. They really knocked it out with that one. Like, I think it's easily yeah. the, the best of the EA Star Wars games, and I'm someone that liked all the other ones, too, you know? Right. Um, I could agree with that. Battlefront 2 would give you a run for money, but... Battlefront 2 definitely yeah. would, especially in its current state, like, you know, after they righted the course right. a little bit. But, you know, from the jump, that game was fun and good it was just it was mired in controversy because their stupid um monetization method um right but yeah man i've been really enjoying replaying it and i figure like you know i am i might finish it up tonight maybe tomorrow i'm pretty close to the end then i get like a couple of months break from that until the next one comes out and i'll be real hyped for the sequel here in a couple of months so 
Yeah, man. Highly recommended Jedi Fallen Order. Go figure. A game that I've talked a bunch about already. Talking about it again. Um, so It's very well done. Uh, like, once again, I bring this up as uh, with a lot of trepidation because of how things have sort of been going in this realm for Star Wars. But more and more, it seems like the Damon Lindelof Star Wars movie might be the one that that is next in production. And it might start shooting sometime this year or go into production at least sometime this year. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. And it seems like, um, uh, you know, uh, it looks like it's probably 2025, I guess. Right. Um, right. Because it's not going to be this year. They can't start, start shooting a Star Wars movie sometime this year and have it ready for the end of the year. That'd be too too no. quick. Um, and then they could conceivably have it ready, you know, next year. But if they want to keep that December release date, then they're not going to do that then because that's when the next Avatar comes out. Um, unless that gets delayed. Yeah. Who knows? It won't. It won't. It might. It won't. Um, but, uh, I hope so, man. I hope here in a couple of years, I'm around to sit in a fucking theater and watch a Damon Lindelof Star Wars movie, man. It's going to be a good ass Star Wars movie. I sure hope so. Um, so, and there's also something floating around about another TV show that's, uh, starting to ramp up produ production, like one we may not know about that may be connected to the whole mandalorian series of tv shows and is apparently working on with the um uh what are you what would you call it uh what's the word i'm looking for the code name the code name ghost track 17 which is interesting um ghost track 17 mm -hmm. ghost track 17 is the production name for this show, apparently. Um, and that would be, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I You have to imagine they've got some stuff planned out for all that Mandalorian connected stuff. Um, oh my I was, goodness. I was trying to think of it today. I'm pretty sure it is, but I don't know if they have said one way or another if Skeleton Crew is you know, part of that whole connected series of shows right like obviously oh, really? ahsoka is yeah i can't remember if they have or not like i think it is all i would say the, all the evidence seems to point that it would be because it's you know set post return of the jedi like uh john favreau's who got john watts the guy that's producing that one that show mm -hmm. um yeah got him you know, involved. So it kind of seems like it is, but I just can't recall if they've said officially, if it's that part of a part of that sort of lineup of shows. So who knows, man, I tell you what ghost track 17 ain't going to be as uh, Rangers of new Republic. That's certainly. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not what that's going to be. Nope. That ain't happening. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, man. It's exciting to have things on the horizon where we're not exactly sure what's going on. 
Yeah, and with Celebration essentially sort of around the corner, I have a feeling there's probably going to be some announcements there. So, because, you know, last Celebration's when they officially announced uh, Skeleton Crew. I think that show I has guess been this sort, is true. sort of been leaked a little bit before it was officially announced, but I have a feeling we'll probably get some more... Um, announcements i wonder if that'll be the the movie announcement i'm kind of thinking it might be or i could be setting up my setting myself up for disaster and disappointment celebration rolls around and they're like we announced mandalorian season four and that's it my goodness um oh did you see this shit about uh ron howard you probably, no, tell me. Oh, okay. So I thought this seemed like one of those headlines that would, you would probably run across, like just checking your general news and stuff. But uh, right. he was being interviewed, and uh, they um, asked him, like, do you know if there's any plans or anything to do a Solo 2? And he was like, no, nah, man, that is entirely fan-driven. As far as I know, they're, they're, Luke, it is not a priority for Lucasfilm. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, it is a bummer. I mean, I would like to see it, but it, like, listen, guys, like, I love a good social media campaign, you know, bring back the Clone Wars, right? Like, whatever it may be, but that makes so right. to happen. Business seemed like a long shot at best. Um, but we'll see. This we'll is probably true. Yeah. Yeah, everything comes back around in Star Wars eventually. It just, I don't know, man. Once they started using, like, Kira and stuff in the comic books, to me that was not a great sign. Kiss of death. Yeah, well, nothing against the comics, but if, like, if Lucasfilm was like, yeah, you can get crazy, do whatever you want with that character, doesn't seem like they maybe have a whole lot planned for that character in the future. Right. And you'd have to figure any any follow-up to Solo would feature her probably pretty exp extensively. It would have to. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the main event, and that's new episodes of The Bad Batch. It's finally back, man. It's so, it seems like it's been so long. I mean, it really has. I mean, essentially two years, pretty much, right? I can't remember, man. Right. My memory is shot. Um, but they, um, and, and plus, you know, it got delayed a couple of times as well. Right. But regardless, it's nice to have it back, seeing them fight some crab people, crab people. <laughs> those crabs them. are sick fast. Dude, those are some fast-ass crabs. I don't fuck with crabs. And they like, are powerful and scary. I like crab. You know what I mean? I'm a normal dude. Right. I can get down on some crab dip or crab legs you know of course but like an actual in the wild crab mm, no thanks giant crab i'm out no thank you no man that's why they were running they yeah. only fired when they had to they said fuck these crabs um yeah so it's not exactly it's almost two years because it was may the 4th 2021 um when the first season uh debuted but still, it's been a, oh, quite yeah. a while, almost two years. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see the whole crew back. You know, D. Bradley Baker, D. Bradley Baker, 
D. Bradley Baker. Baker. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker and D. Bradley Baker. Good to have them back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? What'd you think of the uh, sort of two-episode premiere? I thought it was good. It was moving. Um, I really liked the premise of a heist. Really bummed that it did not work out for them, at least in a little bit. Uh, that tech got his poor leg broken. You know, like... Uh, I don't know. It had consequences. You know, it went sideways. Like, they saw the prize, but shit went sideways. And, like, it always does. A little formulaic in how sideways it goes. Like, yeah, but, I mean, um, like, it was you, fun. You go into you this episode the minute, the minute, oh, what's her name? Sid is like, look, if you guys do this job, that's it. No more jobs. Like, I don't know about you, but immediately my brain goes, oh, they ain't complete. I this. should have. <laughs> I should have that, and this is where I messed up. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, here we go. Here's the fortune for these guys to fight the empire that they want to, you know. Um, but that is not how it shook out. Yeah, dude, that scene where Tech got his leg broken was brutal. Like, uh, yes. And dude, by the way, did you see the um? the little documentary that they did about the making of the first two episodes. It's up on Disney plus. I have not seen that. No, it's really fucking fascinating because they talk specifically about that scene. And they talked about like how early in the writer's room when they were mapping out season two, that they discussed having tech die in that moment. Oh no. And like that, I'm glad that he did not, that the thing that, um, they really like that dissuaded them from doing that was the the next idea was to have like him almost be like a spiritual mentor to omega afterwards and they were like well does that like you know conflict with um star wars canon and stuff because he's not a jedi and you know that's kind of the only you know force users seem to be the only ones who can maintain some sort of contact post-death right but right. uh, I think it's really interesting, that idea, because if they had gone with it, Tech would have been a crippled ghost. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Got no. him. Got him. There Can't ain't believe no, you got me. There ain't no documentary, William. Not a single documentary. Oh, my goodness. My favorite idea, my favorite thing about as I was cooking that bit up in the moment was like imagining people listening going, there's a documentary? I missed a documentary. <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like oh well, i guess i i guess i wasn't on there at the right time is what i thought there's no time um i did so you know and i don't want this to seem like uh a slight against bad batch because it's not meant as one at all but it's to me it's just low impact fun star wars you know what I mean? I don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, altering the course of Star Wars history or like fucking debating till like people debating till they're red in the face about the events that happen in a couple of episodes of Bad Batch. You know what I mean? It's just fun Star Wars animated adventures with a cast that I really like of characters. I mean, right. you know, I'm not trying to give it's really D. Bradley Baker, D. Bradley Baker too much. <laughs> the um oh man the female character omega why am i omega why why did i not remember omega um that's really moving 
mm-hmm. you know, her struggling to find her place, you know, being reassured that she is welcome and that it was worth it. You know, that's really that's moving. You know, she needs that. It's good to see her get that. And uh, the more her confidence is built, the more badass she's going to get. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it seems like there's at least some little bit of a time jump between season one and season two because she looks a little older, right? Right. She sounds a little older. Um, I did think it was funny that they, they worked in the, hey, kids, do your homework fucking lesson, right? Because she's hanging out, reading about different ships and shit and like, when you right. see her doing it, the ship on the display that she's looking at is a V-Wing. And what shows up like minutes later in the episode, but V-Wings and then, you know, her knowledge about the transport ship pays mm-hmm. off. By the way, I thought those cargo hauler ships were kind of fucking cool, man. I thought so too. Right? Like, like space truckers. Like yeah. Space hauler. Yeah, man. Um, I thought it was cool like that... Uh, you know, they sort of worked in Dooku without having Dooku available, right? This whole idea that right. he had this war chest built up from conquering other planets and... Um, Reinforced you know. the concept of what a douchebag he was. Uh-huh. Right. And, well, you know... He's, Assume later in life after he's a Jedi. Uh, You know, he's also, uh, like, I, comes from, like, an affluent family... And then even that I wasn't see. enough, you know what I mean? So he's like stealing from his own people and shit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Also, so I guess yeah, old Crosshair just didn't tell anybody in the Empire that the Bad Batch survived Camino, right? Because they seem right. under the impression there at the end that they didn't make it out. Granted, I don't even know if Crosshair is part of the Empire anymore. Did he go back to them? We don't really know. I guess we'll find I th- out. I assumed he did. Yeah. Um, but that was cold-blooded of that old that old man to merc that, that clone captain. That's fucked up. Oh, yeah, the, the Imperial guy? Yeah. Steel had a funny tweet about that. He had a, um, a screenshot of that moment with him holding the gun. And was like, this character thinks he's in Cassian or something. Which I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny still. Good job, buddy. Good job there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I did also, I thought it was funny. And just a little thing I noticed. Like, you know, when they make the run on that facility, like uh, Hunter is like, uh, Hunter and Wrecker are using stun bolts right mm-hmm. which you yeah. know makes sense like they consider those those clone troopers brothers and stuff even if they aren't on the same side um, right but then later bruh when they're using that mounted gun uh, uh, stun bolt stun bolts out, out yeah stun bolts <laughs> removed like y'all came in numbers too big trying to fuck me up uh-huh welcome to the mini cannon i did like um wanda sykes's character being like, you've got a face tattoo to Hunter. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Um, it is it is very prominent. You know, like it's there when you're looking at him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that his face whole, tattoo. It's his whole Half side of his, of his face. face. Right. What, you think I should do that, Will? What do you think? Just a whole, just black out a whole side of my face? I'm trying to imagine it. Would it have a pattern or would it just be the black? I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. You, nobody ever has to worry about me as a face tattoo. The the and it's not even that I'm like, 
oh, face two tattoos are dumb. I just can't imagine getting one. Like, that is what, no thanks. No. That's commitment. Mm -hmm. Commitment to the bit. Well, it's not even that. Like, uh, you know, like I said, it's not the face tattoo itself I have a a problem with. It's the process and the, you know, having like on my head and stuff. Yeah. I got a lot of noggin area to to try to tattoo (laughs) too, man. That ain't a short session. A lot I can only imagine the headache, bro. Exactly, the headache afterwards. No, thank you. No, thank you. I get enough of those without getting my dome tattooed. Oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man. Like, like you said, it's a, it's a nice, fun A team heist episode. You know, you exactly. Get, you get a little like PSA. Everybody learns a lesson. You know. That one yeah. guy looks like my dad a little bit. Yeah. Um, I he did, does the old man on the on the planet the Dooku yep. was from. I did he does like, look like your dad a little bit. He, I like his wisdom. You know, yeah, I like that. I, I, so when I was on the Sith list last night, a couple of the dudes said um, that they didn't really. They felt like they didn't really trust that guy, and thought maybe that the that kaleidoscope would have some sort of tracker in it or something. And I was like, oh, man, y'all are some untrusting guys. Yeah. Mm. Not everything has to be that way, but it's possible. I mean, it is possible. (laughs) It was like, I don't know. I can't remember who it was. It might have been our buddy Rick Villanueva who was like. It's honestly an interesting take. Who was like uh, last season in Bad Batch was like, I don't trust Omega. I, I can't remember if that was Rick or not. If it wasn't, I'm sorry to attribute that to you. And I just remember thinking, like, buddy, I I think you're pretty safe trusting Omega. Like, I, yeah. I also think you might be pretty safe trusting that old guy on Dooku's planet. I don't think we'll see him ever again. Unless they go back there for some reason. No. Uh, he was very well versed in what the planet used to be like. Yeah, well, and, like, you know, the the wisdom that he imparts or the the information that he imparts that's like um you know he didn't just get rich from taking stuff from other planets he also did it to us um was kind of interesting you know yeah <clears throat> um i makes it super personal yeah yeah I did think it was funny that when he gave Omega that kaleidoscope, she was like, oh, are there jewels in here? She is treasure crazy in this episode. She yeah. wants the one-eye Willie's rich stuff, like in Goonies. Hey, man, you uh, you put a treasure on board, and like any good party, one of them will be treasure obsessed. Yep. You know, loot obsessed. It was funny to me that the one, like, it was the most... Um, stereotypical treasure chest full of gems and jewels and shit Mm -hmm. it's like wow even in star wars some some fucking pirate treasure reigns supreme here huh well wasn't one of them like credits Mm -hmm. like isn't Mm -hmm. when that what the metal was was like imperial credits yeah that's what it looked like to me and one of them was like gems or i guess glass i don't know what looked like gems yeah diamonds Maybe the Shankara stones. That would have been cool. They opened it up and it was a bunch of Indiana Jones ass trailer or treasure, fucking crystal skulls and shit. 
that's what I was kind of expecting was like archaeological relics mm-hmm. and shit. But mm-hmm. like, no, nah, that's straight up money, money and good and jewels. Crates of it, bro. Crates of and it. And was like, there was so much is my question. Was there a little bit of that on every thing or was they did they just look out that like all the money and jewels was on or that was ship that, right at the end was like, every container just chock full of those treasure chests full of money and jewels right Is i kind of thought they were going to find like a lightsaber or something yeah you know, like a you know a, a carded, training remote or you know a, a carded a monomon figure you know some real treasure <laughs> um but yeah like I don't know, man. Like, I don't necessarily have a ton to say about it besides I enjoyed it. It was really fun. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, as an ensemble, it really works for me. I mean, you know, use whatever comparison you want. The fucking Star Wars Ninja Turtles or A-Team, whatever it is, it works for me. And I'm yeah. glad to have it back. I do. I still stand by. I think it'll probably get one more season at most. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and the once again, gorgeous animation. By the way, like the lighting—that's yeah, what I really like. Yeah, man, the lighting and the and the quality of animation. Like, go back and compare this to like the first season of Clone Wars, and you'll see what strides they've made in that same sort of style. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. So. When, would you say it would be fair to say, like, the overarching, arching theme of season one was trying to resolve the conflict with Crosshair, sort of, right? Yeah, it was very much on that. And I wonder what that's what it's going to be this year or this season. I imagine there's going to be I have to, to assume that Crosshair of... comes back around. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. the thorn in their side. Something to do with Rex, too, right? Yeah, the uh, Rex Rex showed up in the trailer, so we know he's going to be Rex and Cody were in the trailer. Yeah, <clears throat> that Cody shit is is something I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, he's got a lot of answering to do for killing Obi Wan's big ass lizard, you know. I'm yeah, still, that's true. And I'm, thinking that he killed Obi Wan, I don't know that I'll ever be cool with Cody because of that. You know what I mean? They could have Vladi Divok do the voice of Cody. And D. Bradley Baker be like, of course I'll step aside and let Mr. Divok voice one clone, Cody. Cody! Don't like him. Don't like him. He killed Obi-Wan's big-ass lizard. My mom called me yesterday. On Utapau? Yeah, on Utapau. My mom called me yesterday after she watched The Bad Batch because she had some questions. She was like, where's Rex? I was like, "I I mean, he'll show up eventually. And she was like, okay, okay. Um, and uh, she's digging it. My mom dove I right in. I love that your mom's so into it. Yeah, she texted me Tuesday and was like, is the Bad Batch out yet? And I was like, no, it'll be out at like 2 a.m. our time. And she goes, oh, well, I'll see that tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's fair, Mom. You ain't need to stay up till 2 a.m. to watch Bad Batch. Maybe Mando Nobody season does. three when it comes out. I stayed up. Does though. your mom work up at those weird hours? No, I don't. You know, I don't think my mom is much of a, a night owl necessarily. You know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Her and my dad both are sort of early risers. I got you. 
I'm an Ursula Riser, but not by choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm a night owl on the inside, but I live the, the early riser life. Yeah, I'm a I'm a night owl by choice and by profession. So Hmm. All right, buddy. Well, why don't we jump in and hear from some friends, hear what they thought about the premiere of Bad Batch. Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's play a little ditty first. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crush box Kiyoti. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kiyoti, cockhead, it's a stroke. Suck on his balls, Kitty. Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, 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 cockhead. All right. Who are we going to hear from first? I think we're going to hear from Vinny the Mando first. We haven't heard from him in a little while. Let's see what Vinny has to say. All right. What is up, Haas and Will? It's me, Vinny the Male Mandalorian. Uh, it's been a while. Um, that's my bad. I just I did that thing where I tempted fate early in the year last year on my podcast and was like, oh, this job can't throw anything new at me. But lo and behold, here I am. Uh I haven't even like done much Star Warsing since celebration, but uh, I'm trying to get back in the game. Uh, anyways, I got a question for you. Um, if you were to have a podcast goal for next year, what would they be? It could be anything. I mean, for me, it's a record more than six Docking Bay Three Five episodes. Um, anyways, I'll I'll eventually get there. But uh, yeah, this, thank you everybody in the Moisture Farmer community for all the good vibes. And uh, thank you, Haas and Will, for an awesome year of Star Wars content. And uh, thank you just for everything. They just It's like being a friend, but from a distance. Uh, anyways, I hope you all have a fantastic 2023. And I look forward to everything and all the new content coming out. Uh, love y'all. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Adios. Hmm. That's a good question. What about you, Will? That's you really did... cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Vinny. What's what would your podcasting goal for uh twenty twenty three be, buddy? 
my podcasting goal is to record some cooking with Chef Wills and put them in the bank, bank for the year. That will be great. Yeah, man, that's cool. Um, I don't really know. Like, um, we're gonna have so much Star Wars to talk about this year that our, the course of our podcast for this year is kind of just laid out in front of us, and we just got to execute. You know. Um. Yeah. I agree. We're professionals at consuming Star Wars content, and that makes us professionals about so, talking about Star Wars content. This is the thing, right? Like, so uh, as of the new year, I started sort of car- charting the course for some content, just getting some ideas in my head. I have one that is huge. I have a idea for a huge piece of content that would be more related to the video game side of things, but everybody would be involved um i am i'm trying to put it all together it is one of my goals trying to put it all into my head before i start reaching out and executing on it and figuring out what all i need to do but i have something pretty ambitious in mind um and the other thing is so i started you know mapping out the year for instance you know we're going to hit our 400th episode sometime in this year knock on wood as long as everything goes all right with me, we'll hit 400 and we'll do a live stream for it. And then I started sort of uh, like mapping it out because typically, you know, we like to do our big um, anniversary episodes the week of May the 4th, since that's when we recorded our first episode back in 2015. And um, the funny thing is, um, first off, I got to make up some episodes because we took off a couple last last year so i gotta like there's gonna be some bonus episodes of blue harvest coming between now and may to to get us oh, we'll, sweet we'll land on episode 400 um that week but the crazy thing is is steve and i are also going to do a live stream for episode 100 of high potion which we'll be hitting this year and they're gonna oh, be on be the cool. same week <laughs> there it's a That's very good awesome very good chance that they'll both be on the same week just because of how things work out with timing um but yeah i i have something that i will start talking about soonish content wise but it's going to be video related and it's big like it is a bigger project i just got to kind of figure out what all i need to do figure out where it's going to be done what the format's going to be it's it's interesting. I've been talking about it here and there on some of the Patreon stuff, and I've been talking to our buddy Sean Hoffman about it. Man, what about them tasty treats from Sean Hoffman, Will? Jesus. Oh, man, those are incredible. Uh, I am very impressed with your family's ability to make Christmas candy. Like, uh, not everybody can pull that off. That was very impressive. Man, you the, should be proud. The fucking because toffee. It was all delicious. The, oh, the toffee. My goodness. The brittle, the cinnamon candy, like the lemon cello kind of candy, um, all of it, just really good. The puppy chow, the the was all good. Powder sugar stuff, so delicious. Um, next up, we got an Turtles. email from Robert. Get out! Get out of here! He says, "Hey, Halls and Will, Happy New Year! I've got a quick question for you. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about speculations for Mando season three, and Thrawn came up." 
was wondering, do you think Cad Bane was a proof of concept for Thrawn? Their skin and eye color are the same, and Cad Bane looked really good in the Book of Boba Fett. But maybe it was easier to test this makeup look with a character less important to the overall story? In case the character didn't look good on screen, maybe they could switch up how they create characters once it's time for Thrawn to show up. Just some thoughts while I sit here putting my kid back to sleep in the middle of the night. LOL. May the force be with you, Robert. Robert, sounds like you and Will oh, man. know how yeah, to That's a similar good. experience. I know exactly how that feels. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I don't know. See, this is the thing about Cad Bane is he's uh, an alien species we've already seen, right? We Duros are... He's a Duros, right? right? Yeah, they're okay. in Star Wars. We're familiar with them. Right. Granted... Cad Bane and Book of Boba Fett looks, you know, markedly different than most Duros that we've seen in live action. Um, right. The other thing is, is like, since he is a Duros, he has a non-traditional face and head shape, right? It's not a, a human that's blue, which is essentially what Thrawn is. He's just a regular right. looking dude, but he's blue and he's got red eyes and he's all artsy fartsy and stuff. Seems um, a lot easier. Or it could look weird. I This is one thing I've always said. And but granted, I was proven wrong because for a while there, I was like, man, how do you do Ahsoka and make her not look kind of silly? They pulled it right. off, right? Like, So I think yeah. they will pull off Thrawn. I just don't know if it was meant as like a proof of concept. I'm trying to think about blue people in cinema. I'm thinking about Andorians from Star Trek. The ones that have the kind of antenna on their head, they're mm -hmm. blue. And uh, Mr. Manhattan from The Watchmen, mm -hmm. he's kind of, he's blue. Yeah, but see, even Andorians, right, they got this head ridge stuff going on. They got the antenna. Right. Just a dude painted blue, you know? Yeah. Let's look up some Thrawn cosplay. Ah. You know what? It works. I, I can see it working. Yeah. You got to go the right shade of blue. Like this guy. That's the, that's what I was talking too about. Too dark. That's too dark. Yeah, way too dark. Too dark blue. It's got to be oh, way too dark. What is with the design? Oh, I guess they're sort of emulating the animated um, model from Rebels is what that looks like. Right there. See, that's a good shade of blue for Thrawn. I know people right. can't see this. Man, it's almost a uh, a lighter blue, a, a more sky blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It is so crazy that like in the year of our Lord 2023, we're going to have a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like I, I could just imagine going back in time to a very excited Halls Burkhart who was reading the paperback version of heir to the empire because his parents mm -hmm. were like, we are not buying a hardcover book. That shit's too expensive. And I was like, well, guess who's waiting until paperback. It was me. Um, reading that. Cause I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, star Wars sequels. And then like, go back and tell that kid, Hey man, just wait a little while. And that motherfucker is going to be in a cartoon. And then he is going to be in a live action TV show. It's so insane. You'd be like, no way. No way. No way. This is not Grand Admiral Thrawn. I don't know how this ended up 
in the the list. <laughs> All right, this one's from Roy. He says, "Hey, Halls, just catching up with the podcast after a few weeks off, and I hated to hear about the struggle. I'll spare you the sympathy shit and just say we're sending positive thoughts and vibes your way. 2023 has got to be better for the hardest working man in podcasting. Take care and keep your head up. Thank you, buddy. It has to be better." Ooh, I said it. I might have just fucking cursed it. I hope it's better. Please be better. That's what we'll say. <laughs> All right, we got a, a voicemail um, from Florian. He says, hey, Halls and Will. Yes, I'm at it again. What can I say? I have a few days off of work, so this is how I spend my time. The voicemail is three minutes long. Just let me know if it's too long. Then I'll shorten it. Have a great week, Florian. That ain't too long. Oh my goodness, look at, listen to the production! Alright, now we got one from Florian. Uh, I have a feeling this one's gonna be a ride. His voicemails have been, uh, they have been productions. Let's check it out. Oh yeah? <laughs> oh no. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, at the end of the Battle of Exegol. Alright. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Come on, come on. Yeah, you got it. That was the last one. Great shot, F4. Man, we survived the Battle of Exegol. I can't believe it. I mean, did you see that lightning that came from the surface? But I'm pretty sure I saw a dude down there. I mean, he must have had a major lightning boner or something. That was just crazy. And you said most of those ships were Sith ships? Did I hear that right? Okay, then um, what about the First Order? I mean, the Republic is still gone, so what's the deal with our galaxy now? Who's in, who's in charge now? Or is the First Order now gone as well? I mean, the First Order did control most of the major systems, so I'm, I'm sure there's still some of them out there, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not really big help here, buddy. Then um, I guess we just ask somebody from another ship here? <sighs> Wait. Everybody's leaving. They're all jumping to hyperspace. All right, then I guess let's ask General Hawes and General Will. Maybe they know more about this. So let's um, send them a message, I guess. All right, then um, let's start recording, F4. Um, what do you mean you already are? What do you mean you're always recording? But what? Just always? Like, like even when I, you know? That's not okay. I mean, then, okay, fine. Just just keep recording, I guess. Um, <clears throat> General Hawes, General Will, <clears throat> I just wanted to know what the situation of the First Order is and, and what my, what should I do now? Um, should I go somewhere? It, it just feels like, I'm sorry, General, it feels like we took care of one problem and totally forgot about the other one. The other one being the First Order. I mean, killing Sith, that, that's pretty cool. I, I, I Now I can say I killed some Sith. That's That feels awesome. But, General, what is the status of the galaxy now? Um, thanks, General. <clears throat> um, now let's talk about the fact that you're always recording me, F4, so stop that. Yes, of course I'm sure. The battle is over, F4, so I would like to, you know, so stop recording. <laughs> Bro, I may have gone too far in a few places. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, something tells me he was insinuating that he's beaten off in his X-Wing. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I would let that X-Wing pilot know a few things, okay? Um, first thing, what he should do is he should just, uh, you know, come hang out on, uh, what's the name of that damn planet uh, that they're on where the rebel base is in fucking um, Rise of Skywalker. I can't, it's not, it's not Pasana, it's not Kajimi, it's not Exegol. What's the name of that damn planet? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Well, first thing he needs to do is he needs to come out, come to hang out and party a little bit. And while he's here, we'll show him a montage of the First Order getting defeated and a bunch of other systems, you know? Watching Scott yeah. and a bunch of Star Destroyers uh, crashing. Oh, uh, Wicket and his his son, his li little Wicket, baby Wicket, they're watching. I would imagine it's probably similar to the downfall of the Empire. You know, there's probably a power void and local systems are... Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Um, is it Kef Beer? Um, no. Kef Beer is where they go to find the... This is some beverage I'd never heard of. Agent Kloss. That's the name. Um, look, like, yeah, like, uh, they de defeated the leadership of the First Order, but I have to imagine... You know, the youngins in charge of the uh, resistance slash new, new republic. It's that new, new republic. Well, you probably got some cleanup work to do, right? Like, the battle is not over. Just like you if see. If they're in, even a political faction. Thing about the rebellion is, you know, they're rebelling against the empire. Like, the resistance is the resistance of the First Order. That doesn't mean it's connected to the Galactic Republic. Well, there is Whatever's no left because it's destroyed. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to, you have to imagine they're going to try to restart some sort of new, you know, galactic leadership. I mean, the, the galactic, the, the resistance is tied to the Galactic Republic. It was sort of like a secret I just thought it was that, Leia's secret army. Yeah, but she was backed by people in the Republic, for sure. I see. I think that's part of the whole thing. That's why you remember like when when fucking Hux is all fucking whipping his Nazi dick around in that speech in Force Awakening. He's like, they're backed by the loathsome Republic. You know what I mean? Before they blow up that place that isn't Coruscant, but looks like Coruscant, Hosnian Prime. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So thank you. Wal Man, Walter has been all up my business this episode. Just crawling all over me look at this dude well i'm gonna turn my camera on for you look at him can you see him i can look at this dude i can see him this is what he's been doing to me Ugh, thank you buddy that's impressive just crawling all over me like i'm a jungle gym now he's loving on the microphone y'all might actually be able to hear that's him a purring. good that's a good bit of love yeah he's my dude I mean, that's one of those things, right? Like, some of the new Star Wars canon stuff that's been set post-Return of the Jedi, like the Aftermath books and stuff, they detail, like, yeah, fucking Darth Vader and the Emperor died, but there was a lot of work left to be done still to get rid of the Empire. And you have to imagine, you know, 
Finn, Ray, Poe, Rose, the whole crew. Whoever the fuck Charlie from Lost is, they got work ahead of them. And whenever we get stories post-episode 9, um, I'm sure they'll do books to fill us in about what happened in between. Because I doubt... You think so? Yeah, buddy. Bro, the, 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 the details of Star Wars lore... Star Wars literature puts that shit on its back, bro. It's like, oh, you want backstory for Ochi? Well, here's 30 comic books. Now you care about really? Ochi. Surprise! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a bestoon, that Ochi. Yeah, Ochi of bestoon, old orange, looking like a, looking like a, a a cutie orange that was left out in the sun for three days. <sighs> I love those little My damn goodness. oranges. Um, and so I'm sure whenever the time comes that we get an episode ten or a, a movie set post episode nine, that there'll be Italian material that'd be like, oh yeah, there was a bunch of battles, and then. They blew up a bunch of First Order Star Destroyers, and now these are the new bad guys, or whatever they are, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> this one's from Sam. He says, howdy, Halls and Will. Cheers to 2023. I hope nothing but the best to you both in the new year, both with Blue Harvest and in your personal lives. And it doesn't hurt that we have so much Star Wars to look forward to this year. I know you guys don't collect a lot of Star Wars toys, but is there something from the Disney Plus era of Star Wars that you'd like to see in Lego, Black Series, or hot toy form that hasn't been made before? Um, we already know that Kia D with his hood and Klee Glars are the first answers, but after that, what would you want to get? What would make you pre-order or stop immediately throw in your basket in the store? Thanks for all the great memories in this show, and I can't wait to see what the years to come have in store for Blue Harvest. Best wishes, Sam. Well, look at this now. Look what this dude is doing to me now. Explain what you're seeing here. He is sitting on your shoulder and like resting on your chest. Yeah, he is laying across me like a shawl on my chest. And he's yeah. big. This is a big ass cat. Carlos from the Sith list saw him and he was like, dude, Walter's a big cat. Like, you look like you have a cat bazooka. <laughs> a cat bazooka. Um, so it's not that I don't collect a lot of Star Wars stuff. I do. It's just that I'm a little more picky now. Um, oh, Walter, bro. Jesus Christ. Ruddy. Thank you. Oh, no, man. Don't do that. Um, you know, in this, I doubt this will ever happen. But ever since they did that Black Series TIE Fighter back for The Force Awakens, I have been dreaming of the day they do a Black Series scale X-Wing. Um, it would be ridiculously sized, though. An the Black Series Snowspeeder would be cool, too. Oh, they've done one, and it is cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I never got it. Um, I just assumed there would be an X-Wing. <clears throat> man, well, because if you think about it, like, uh, uh, an X-Wing that's two scale with three and three quarter inch figures is already a pretty big ship. Now, double the size of that to fit a six inch figure, that's going to be a big fucking toy. Probably too that's, big for that's them to true. do. Honestly, that's true. Honestly. I didn't think about that. They've done it more than once, but the one thing, like, so back in like 2006, they issued this killer Millennium Falcon, Right. I think back then was like maybe two or three hundred dollars. It was actually in scale with the three and three quarter inch figures. It's like the best Millennium Falcon that's ever been made, right? 
toy wise. Oh, wow. Um, and I wanted one so bad. I didn't get one then. And then in the years since, they became really expensive. And then a couple of years back when Galaxy's Edge launched, they reissued them as like a Target exclusive. And they were like, I don't know, three or $400 from Target and sold out immediately. I couldn't get my hands on one. And now they're stupid expensive too. Like, but oh that's my goodness. one day. If they ever reissue it again, I'm going to try to get it. Um, you know what would be an instant pre-order or buy from me would be a uh, Hasbro vehicle of Luthen's ship from Cassian. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that ship doesn't get enough love. No, that, and that ship was badass. For some reason, a B-Wing. A B-Wing has always tripped me out. Like, it's like the... I always thought it was the best gunship, right? Like, mm-hmm. for some reason in my mind, I don't know why. But the fact that it had, like, fins and three guns. The B-Wing is a sick ship. I mean, there's certainly been a lot of uh, vehicles made of that, for sure. But it is sick. B-Wing's good ship. The Jedi Starfighter with the hyperdrive ring. I think we've oh, talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. Yeah, you know, I actually prefer the Attack of the Clones Jedi Starfighter design to the Jedi Starfighters from um, Revenge of the Sith. I th- mm-hmm. I think I prefer that one to the Revenge of the Sith version. I think they're both cool, but I like that just that simple ass arrow design. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hasbro did a really kick ass version of um, Din's new Naboo Starfighter. I'd get that for sure. Oh, that'd be cool. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't really know. Like, uh, most of the stuff that I'm interested in, they kind of make. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like, uh, you know, I do not want for Boba Fett shit. Boba Fett shit all day, every day. Damn, that snow speeder has gone up in price if they the made secondary market. okay instant buy for me i found my orange han solo blaster but it was like a to scale han solo blaster from the power of the force line that mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. like the sound still works it makes cool ass blaster sounds like mm-hmm. um from the movie if you could make me one of those like hot toy style where it was black and looked like Closer to like movie oh. production, Han Solo. I know it's all orange for safety, but we're talking about like the oh. electronic one with like looking Buddy. baller. We could get you that. We could get you that. That that is easily like let's look, let's look. Well, so a lot of companies have made to scale versions of those, right? Um, the DL forty four. Yeah, like uh, master replicas. Like, look, I mean, look, this is fucking $3,000, but that is. <laughs> Damn, look at that shit. It wasn't $3,000 when it first came out. That's just what it is on the secondary market. Um, yeah. But I guarantee you, Sal Perales or Vinny the Mando know somebody that could fucking craft you a DL44 that looks better than anything you buy from a website, man. I mean, you that is the realm of costumers. Like, they know people that know people to how to how to get shit done. I watched right. I watched some videos a couple years ago of people that take the actual gun that the DL44 was built on 
Because, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, it's an actual gun that they just fucking put yeah. some shit on for the movie. Um, and, uh, like, they take, I can't remember what it is. What kind of, I'm not a gun guy, so. But they take whatever gun I want to say and, it's a Mauser, but I'm going to I think you're right. I think you might be right. Um, and mod that. Oh, dude, look at the 1978 version of that same toy. Bro, they didn't give a fuck. They were like, Orange, get out of here. Man. Damn, $1,100 for that fucking toy. Shit. God damn. God damn. God damn. I had a, from back in the day, I had a Star Trek phaser. That's cool as shit. Like, that shit was cool, too. Was it the one that looked like the TV um, remote? Or is I don't it think one? it's the one that looked like the TV remote. It was the the later one, the, the kind of, uh, I don't know, it kind of had a pistol handle on it. Not a pistol handle, but like a reclined mm. handle on it. So this company, EFX cool. Collectibles, they are one of the people that make, like, um, the real expensive replicas and shit. Like, you know. The Mandalorian's helmet for seven fifty, Scout Trooper nine hundred dollars, fucking Boba Fett, Dark Side Ray My lightsaber. Goodness. That's cool. Look at this man. They've they have this on display every year at fucking celebration, and this is the EFX Star Destroyer. This thing yeah. is so sick, dude. Like you could literally, like. If you had this and and uh, old old homie that was dropping acid, making um, Phil Tippett, making Return of the Jedi, you could shoot some fucking stop motion shit with this thing, man. Like the the docking bay up on the underside lights up. It's huge too. It's a, it's a giant star destroyer. Yeah, it is a full scale one to one replica of the four foot filming miniature as seen in Star Wars: A New Hope. Oh my goodness! It is. Four feet, and it is sixteen thousand dollars, bro. Oh my goodness, sixteen thousand dollars. I will never do that. I'll never get that. I have to win that in a raffle or something, and then I would sell you it. You could win the lottery. Oh, it'll, if I win the lottery, you, there's going to be some stupid purchases, bro. And that would be one of them. Man. Yeah, there's some there's some cool high-end stuff out there. There's no doubt about that. I still say that's one of the more impressive ones I've seen is that uh, Star Destroyer. It really is. <clears throat> I wonder how many of those they've sold. Probably an embarrassing amount. Like, either way, you know? Really? You think so? Probably. Like, it, damn, they did a $600 Millennium Falcon. I didn't know, you know, who's got $16,000 for a Star Destroyer. Bro, I don't know. I'm sure Elon Musk has one. And maybe even Jeff Bezos. Bro, buddy, I think you're thinking too big. Like, there's definitely people that would drop that kind of money on it. Uh, not me. I mean, I don't have the money to drop it on the 16th. I mean, I if don't I have had... the space to display it. No, that that's definitely the case, too. Um, But, yeah, that thing is real cool. That is that would be the only way I'm getting my hands on that is fucking winning the lottery because 
otherwise I don't feel like regardless of my financial situation in life I could justify spending <coughs> that much money on one Star Wars thing mm -hmm. that's not even like a prop from the movie you know like if I, if I had the opportunity to buy like a screen used lightsaber and the money to do it that's a different thing this is a recreation of a prop uh, let's hear what our boy Jim has to say Good evening, Hawes and Will. How the hell are you? Uh, you guys were talking about Minecraft the other week, and uh, the last few months I've been I've been playing it, and uh, I I just recently I beat the Ender Dragon, and uh, last night I got some shulker boxes and some elytra. I'm gonna and I'm trying to learn how to fly around. Uh, I know that doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people on here, but. Will understands what the hell I'm saying. He sure will. But uh, my question, so I've been thinking about um, Disney Star Wars and all the stuff that they've done. And it's, I mean, to think about it, all the different stuff that we've had since, you know, 2015, 2016, it's insane. And I've been reflecting on all the firsts, you know, the first time that we got, you know, Star Wars anime, the first time we've seen you know we've gotten all this info on Beskar and uh I mean the, the, seeing Boba Fett for more <laughs> than just a few moments you know uh, it's it's amazing all this stuff that we just never even had an idea I mean come on sand people in sign language you know it, it, they've done a lot and I just wanted you guys to reflect and and think what are your your favorite uh firsts oh in andor i think that is that the first time we've seen somebody get stabbed i don't i i've been trying to you know everybody gets lightsabered but i don't think i've ever seen a good old knife stab uh the, the, i was thinking about that as well yeah first time you ever see somebody take a leak first time in mando first time you seen uh uh a latrine, you know, uh, but what, what's your favorite firsts that, that Disney has given us guys? All right. Ignite the green. You know what? <clears throat> One of mine would be seeing a IG droid walk. That's true. And That's really action. cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing Boba Fett. Yeah. Period. Seeing Tamora as Boba Fett, right? Right. Like right. that's a sick one. That is a sick one. Seeing Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, dude. Dude, just didn't think that would happen. Speaking of firsts, sitting Hayden there and watching the first episode of a Star Wars live action TV show, like, and mm -hmm. just sitting there and going like, "Holy shit, it's finally here!" And it's about Mandalorians. Seeing the first time, you know, characters that we'd only seen in animation in live action right seeing them you know reference shit from other forms of media um that was cool they they gave us a lot of, they've given us a lot of cool firsts i mean jim also mentioned one of them the first time we got official star wars anime come on come on um I feel like there were some firsts in Andor, but I don't feel like I can name them specifically. Um, it just felt like something very different. I felt like the first, I don't know. 
hey, there's that first time you get to see a butthole in Star Wars and is in The Force Awakens, and it's the Hapabore. Mm, does it fart? Uh, it doesn't fart. You remember that big old creature that Finn is drinking out of the trough of when he's on Jakku? You see that thing's brown eye. Full on. Oh, yeah. Full yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Brown eye. Um, I don't know, man. I mean... Uh, seeing an Athorian talk in live action, quote unquote, in the book of Boba Fett with like his translator thing. That was cool. Yeah, that it is cool. cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. First time seeing Luke post Jedi. Yeah. I mean, all of those characters. Um, well, I mean the first time seeing all of the returning characters post Jedi and the force awakens, right? Like that was a big one. Right. Um, the first time going to a star Wars movie that wasn't an episode crazy, like going to see rogue one. And yep. it's just, it's just rogue one. It's not episode anything. There's a yep. lot. First time watching a star Wars movie that was scored by somebody other than John Williams, Michael Giacchino. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. A lot of cool firsts in the Disney era of Star Wars, and you got to imagine they'll keep very going. much so. Oh, the first time hearing ass and shit in Star Wars, we both we got both of those because remember Poe is like, uh, we're gonna blow up that big ass door or whatever, and then yep. um, uh, the fucking. Elmer Fudd motherfucker says shit in the first three episodes of Andor, like in the third one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we could maybe chill out. That's it. You know what? The minute somebody in Star Wars drops an F bomb, as a fan of the F bomb, I'm probably like, ah, guys, too much. I doubt. I mean, it won't happen. And like, and they better not try to find an in-universe. Oh, they do mock-up. already, buddy. They do already. What is the... Uh, they say they got some silly ones. What is it? Like, um, what are Star Wars curse words, man? Is Moof Milker a Star Wars curse word? Moof Milker kind of is. Um, Scruffy Nerf Herder? Dank Farrick. Dank Farrick, that's right. I hate right. Dank Farrick, y'all. I hate it. I don't like Dank Farrick. Dank Farrick, she's fast. Peace and love to any of y'all that um, that like Dank Farrick. I don't. I don't like Dank Farrick. All right. We got <coughs> one last one, and this one's from Utah. Utah. Dougie. Dougie? He says, who else could train Grogu if not Luke or Ahsoka? Ezra, maybe? Or is there anyone else? Dougie. Buddy, I don't know. I don't that is that is something that I don't really know what to expect. I'm of the camp that he doesn't have to be trained by a Jedi specifically. Like he could be trained by like a Chirrut. You know what I mean? Like a monk, Mm -hmm. like a force monk. Yeah, or he could just forego Jedi training. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what the the plan is for that. Like obviously it makes a lot of sense. Maybe they I I'm in agreement that they fucking executed it maybe a little too quickly. But you don't want Grogu just hanging out and staying with Luke because 
shit don't go so well, right? Like, and, and there's no way they would just kill that character off screen and be like, yep, Kylo killed him. Kylo killed him when he destroyed the temple. That or they would have said that he got away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think it makes a lot of sense to not leave him with Luke and, you know, with, with, uh, Ahsoka coming up and however the fuck, I guess they're going out into the unknown regions or whatever to try to find Thrawn and Ezra. Like who knows? Maybe Mm -hmm. Ezra has been training folks out there. We don't know. There's a lot of possibilities out there. Right. Um, but I do think at some point. If Grogu's future as primarily as a force user, then yeah, they're probably going to have to train him at some point, you know? Yeah, especially if the force is so strong with him. Right. I don't imagine that the connection diminishes. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you do if you have... don't hone it, it will be yeah. coming in aggressive there is a precedent for characters like cutting themselves off from the force which i guess you could go that route but wouldn't necessarily make a lot of sense and then not for him no like i also feel like i don't know man like he has to be taken off the playing field for the events of the sequel trilogy right like he's got to be off doing something or something's going on i don't know We've got a lot of time and potentially a lot of different TV shows to explain all that, though. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and you think he'll have an older reveal on screen sometime? Oh, I think the Grogu party goes on till question marks. <laughs> I'm expecting like, you know, either adolescent or teenage Grogu in the next Star Wars. Like numerical movie, movie set after nine. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, once they bring that sort of section of the universe, all the Mando um, uh, connected stuff um, to a close, that the next time he shows up as part of some film saga, which. Listen, I do think it's inevitable. Like, they may be trying to play coy and talking about how, oh, we're trying to get away from the sequel structure and who knows, you know, we'll try to mix it up. One day, they're going to be like, you know what we should do? What's that? Episode 10, 11, 12. And and it's off to the races. (laughs) It's off to the races. But I do think there's a lot of Grogu in Star Wars future. Like... And it really opens it up for some cool possibilities because he can live so long. So you can have him interact with characters like Luke Skywalker, with Ahsoka, so on and so forth. You know, Mando, Boba Fett, all these characters. And then hundreds of years later, he can still be in play and like teaching new characters about Luke and Ahsoka and shit like that. So it's, it's really fascinating. I think they have something set up there it's just how are they going to execute on that is the question but i guess we'll find out man that we will only two months until mando starts back man i can't wait that's gonna be good so listen buddy thanks for recording with me this week 
Dude, thanks for recording with me. Uh, so listen, uh, do you like our theme song? You should check out the band that was kind enough to provide their music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, check us out uh, at the High Potion Podcast. It's a show that uh, me and our buddy Steve do about video games. It's a real good time. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. At the very least, we'll have a new Bad Batch to talk about. Bad Batch goes on for another like 14 weeks. My goodness. Man. That's going to be great. I know. It is going to be I didn't be... realize that, but we're going to get we're going to get some good stuff out of the season. Yeah, and and Bad Batch and Mando overlap for sure. I think Bad Batch I was reading the day ends maybe like the 15th of March. So that's like 2 or 3 weeks into Mando's run. Um, and then Mando's going to take us through the end of April, and then it's just more and more stuff coming. Eventually, we'll get a movie. That's when, uh, boy, 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 I'm going to be real stoked. Hot shit. Just got to stick around long enough to see this shit happen. Damn. Oh, man, you're going to be around. Yeah, better. Not better. Kick That's the bucket. Right. Kick the bucket next day. Fucking Kathleen Kennedy walks out on a stage somewhere and uh, she's like, guess what we're doing, guys? And everybody's like, what are you doing, Kathleen Kennedy? And she goes, Boba Fett movie. And then you just hear a spectral, oh, shit, on the wind. That would be me. So listen, guys, <laughs> thanks for hanging out and listening. Um, we will catch you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Wooden. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>